0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Being Podcast. This is Mariah Cullen. I hope you are all well. I thank you so much for listening to another new episode and for all the episodes before that you guys have stayed up to date on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support means so much to me and... Um, I would really love to hear back from you, whether you guys want to just rate and review the show, or if you want to speak with me directly, feel free to reach out. If you have any ideas, anything that you would like me to talk about specifically, I am an open book. Go ahead and send me those messages, send me the ideas. And also if you have a story that you would like to share, um, specifically around mindfulness, or, um, just even kind of how you got down this path, I would love to hear it and maybe share your story on here, or even if you're interested in being interviewed, just reach out, let me know. So anyway, um, today, once again, I'm back to my regular schedule. It's Monday evening. I have just worked my, you know, eight hour plus shift with children and, um, It was an easy day because a few of the children that I work with are out with a cold. Thankfully, it's just a cold, um, but so it's just made our class size smaller, which changes that dynamic and um, can be fun, but also just really different um, than a typical day. So kind of a little bit of an odd flow to the day. And then, then I had taught my yoga class and yeah, it was good. I, it was like one of those days where I was like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like there are those moments where it's like after class and you're like super Zen and you just really feel the vibe and like everybody's so happy. And, um, I don't know. Today was good. And I actually got some good feedback after class. You know, it wasn't like, I think it was my own, um, experience. I don't think other people necessarily were like, Oh, that was okay. Like that wasn't her best. Like, I don't know how often people are really picking apart and judging, um, yoga classes. Cause we tend to just like go love moving our bodies and yeah, you might, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Um, by any means, but I do think that for the most part, as long as the flow is consistent, that you're, you know, doing right and left sides and you're incorporating the movement, the core work, maybe some balancing, maybe some fun stuff, and then cooling down. I mean, that's just a classic class. So, um, that's what we kind of come to do is to breathe and to move. So, um, I kind of don't, know what my point was here. But, um, so anyway, the class was, was like normal. Let's put it that way. Not not needing to put a positive or negative spin on it. I just taught my normal class. Um, but I kind of got distracted in the middle of it. Maybe I just was my own experience where it wasn't, I didn't feel so connected. Um, But I've noticed this really interesting phenomenon that seems to happen every time I teach when I am in a space like I was today, that like, even when I feel tired before I show up, or I am just like in a different headspace or struggling or whatever, it feels like the yoga still flows through me. Like, it is not... Even me doing it, like, it's just this, like, entity that just kind of, like, flows through me and seems to intuitively provide what the people need that day, um, whether and regardless of whether it is what I was expecting or in, super intending to give out, um, it's really cool. Like it's just really awesome thing that seems to happen. Like, even though I might be tired or whatever, thinking like, Oh, like, I'm not going to be able to do like a super power flow today. Somehow those are the days that we end up flowing like the most and that those challenges come and that like when we conquer them just feels so great after. Um, But yeah, and then today, one of my students that, like, doesn't usually say much of anything at all walks out as he's walking out, and he was like, oh, thank you, great class today. And I was just thinking, like, to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's so funny how, what what does a great class mean? What is it, what it means to you and the next person and the next person and to me? Like, what it means is completely different every time, and to every person. And it's like unique to what they wanted today. So I just were encouraged and reminded me to start to care less and put less um, importance on having this idea of perfection. And And it goes across like all levels, like not just yoga, but You just do the best you can with what you have each time and you don't even know how much of an impact that might be making and how the other people's experiences around you really just needed you to be your truest version of yourself that day. And that could be exactly what they need instead of it needing to be something Like you super planned out and catered and created yourself to be this person, this quote unquote perfect person for the experience that they were wanting to have and connecting with you. It's like, you know, you think this is how customer service should go or this, you think this is how you should show up for different friends or whatever, but when you just come as you are, like come as who you are today in this moment, maybe that's exactly what they need. So a little food for thought. Um, But that's kind of leading into um, my topic today is um, having that intuitivity, (laughs) that... um, idea of what it is that people are needing and then turning it around on yourself, like checking back in with you and what it is that you need. And I think the most simple, easy way to do that is to be still. And I have an episode specifically about rest. And that's a different thing. I'm good at rest. Take back everything I said in that episode about how I'm bad at resting. I am perfect at resting compared to being still. There is a big difference. With a lot of rest or rest practices, um, there, there tends to be a specific, like, state or goal that you're, like, trying to get to, right? So, you're trying to be, like, relaxed, you're trying to be calm, you're trying to be, um, you know, recharging in some way, um, or sleeping, like, actually just sleeping, or even, like, the Yoga Nidra meditation that I talked about, like, that's a specific guided thing that you do. Um, stillness is, is not that, <laughs> Stillness is different. And I think this is probably my number one most difficult, challenging thing to do is to be still. And another idea or another word for this is bored. When was the last time you were bored? I mean, truly, we're all bored all the time. That's why we spend so much time on our phones, that's why we spend so much time watching TV because. We're bored and um, it feels like a fix to, to do those things because it it takes time and then time passes and then we're ready to do the next thing. We're ready to like get ready for work in the morning after playing on our phone or we're ready to go to bed after watching our movie at night or we're ready for the next thing or you're, you know, on your lunch break, you're sitting on your phone just waiting for the time to pass. So yes, we might have find some entertainment in that boredom, but we're still probably bored. Like nothing has changed about your physical body sitting there. But the stillness is adds on to that boredom a little bit, the stillness adds on by not reaching for the phone not finding that activity that will help alleviate the boredom and just sitting with yourself and feeling into what you're feeling and experiencing what your body is going through, what your mind is thinking about and and sitting in that observer state. And it's really, really hard for me, I think, because as I've learned and started going down this path of mindfulness and this idea of, you know, meditation and that kind of thing, it all works for me because most of the time I am doing guided things. So I'm either being guided through a yoga practice or guiding others through yoga practice. So I'm like physically doing something or, through a lot of the meditations that I do, they are guided meditations. So there is someone telling you what to think about. Um, there's someone t- like telling you and guiding you through the meditative process. Um, and this idea of stillness is the one where you are just sitting there and just yourself is guiding you. <laughs> like you're allowing yourself And the easiest practice that I've found is just to get a pen and paper and journal. Just start writing your thoughts. They can just be like running thoughts on a page and then eventually you tend to start to get somewhere, um, or this talking on a podcast, (laughs) share it with the world or don't, um, even just using like the voice recorder app on your phone to just start to like talk and talk about whatever you're thinking, feeling, experiencing, um, and just working it out that way. Like that's the best way that I've been able to find that like stillness. But the problem is, is it doesn't, like, it can't just be that because what tends to happen is then you start dwelling. And the dwelling is when you tend to start doing that repetitive thinking, um, of, I wish I had done that differently. I wish they had done that differently. And you just keep mulling that over and over and over and ruminating on those thoughts. And so the pen and paper can be really helpful to get some of that out, um, just into the ether, into the universe. I found that that can be helpful to help release those, those thought patterns, um, But it's, it's really tough because there's this idea of like, okay, journal, do your self-care practices. This is all good, blah, blah, blah. Um, but even just finding that connection into like, what, where does this go deeper? And that's why I mean, like trying to bring that observer in that, like where you're kind of floating above your body or above your life or the situation and try to like, Think it through a little bit more deeply. Like, yes, I wish they had done that differently. Why does it bother me so much? I'm just like having that curiosity to like take it to that next place of like, oh, that really hurt my feelings. Why did that hurt my feelings so much? Why am I so sensitive in this area? Is there something there? Is there an old wound that I need to heal there? Is there, and then tracing it back like as far as you can to really connect to the reason that those thoughts are so strong in your mind. And it's not easy. It's hard work. It takes time. It takes concentration. Um, it takes effort. And sometimes it can be really... Draining emotionally and unclear. It's not like you're just going to emerge out with all the answers, although I do believe that a lot of times you will find more answers than you maybe thought you could on your own. Um, that's been my experience, anyway. But uh, I'm sorry that this is so hard. I'm sorry we all have to go through this collectively life. (laughs) It's hard. Experiencing things, feeling feelings. So maybe find some moments for stillness today. Maybe don't. Maybe find it this week, this month. Um, I actually did this, this practice last night and I will share my, um, story about that. I've kind of been talking about this topic, beating around the bush a little bit. So I'll, I'll like share my personal experience and then, um, maybe that will help you. So, or at least (laughs) help you understand what the heck I'm talking about. Um, yesterday was Sunday. I got a lot of cool things done. I went to Michael's, they had a bead sale. I was very excited. I bought a bunch of beads. I'm going to be making lots of bracelets. Like it's my new creative hobby. I'm very excited about, um, got the grocery shopping done, got the house clean, did some laundry. Like it was like one of those days where i like, did everything. This is great. I'm so proud of myself. And I felt like I did all the things that I typically do to prepare for a new week. Also, like Sunday tends to be um, that, like, getting things ready so I can be successful. I meal prepped. I made like three different types of meals. It. I was like one of those days where I just like really like pat myself on the back because I had a good day. Um, and then afternoon evening hit. And I started getting super bad anxiety. And I was like, uh, hello there. <laughs> I was not expecting you today. I did everything. I'm, I'm as ready as I can be. Cause that's, that's what my anxiety, especially the like Sunday. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. And maybe it's not like specifically Sunday, but it's the day before you go back to your work week. Um, that like evening feeling, of, like, oh, like, about to start a new week, like, and then all the work problems or concerns come to mind, and, like, you start doing that, like, ruminating thing again, talk, like, you know, try, find, having a hard time getting at, out of the mind, um, and so I was, like, I don't want to think about work right now, so turn on my TV show, but it was, like, really persistent anxiety, so where I was, like, I'm still feeling this, I'm not even enjoying my show right now, and that's kind of a big thing for me, so I was like, maybe I should sit and like, stillness, and, like, think about what is, like, the root cause of this anxiety, because typically, it's quieted, and that, like, I feel better when I am prepared, so, like, I literally did all of the things that I usually do that help me feel, like, my anxiety is my classic anxiety on Sundays, Sunday evenings, is, like, all the things I need for the next day. So, like, if I need my lunch, if I need clothing set aside, clothing to change into for yoga, just, like, my my things, like, oh, like, did I make coffee, or did I, like, you know, because I have, like, one of those coffee makers that you can program, am I going to make it in the morning, am I going to make it tonight, like, just, like, those things of, like, kind of getting, everything ready. And I had already done that. So I'm like, what else is here? So like I got to sit down and maybe journal. And so I did, I, I sat down and started journaling and I just like verbalized how I felt about the anxiety. Like it was, it was such an interesting version because I was aware, but also like not aware Like, I was feeling that, like, feeling doom and gloom, but I was also like, why do I feel this? And it was like this contradictory situation where it was like, I know tomorrow I'm going to be at work remembering how much I like my job, remembering how much happiness it brings me, and I know I'm going to be, and like a hundred percent different mood tomorrow. So what about that? It's giving me anxiety right now, tonight. And so it was like this, this thing where I was like, I know I'm going to feel better. I know I'm going to feel different tomorrow. Um, I know that this isn't persistent. It's not, it's not a feeling that is going to last. Um, but regardless, I couldn't shake it. Like i tried a few different things. I tried like breathing stuff. I got some essential oils like, and I don't even use those very much. I mean, I do think they're pretty useful and maybe I'll try to see if I can get a, a essential oil expert on sometime, but I tried those ones specifically like for anxiety and like I journaled and I wrote about it and then I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my yoga nidra and go to sleep. Like, this is (laughs) like, I'm done with this. I don't, you know, this is, but I wrote in my journal, like at the end of that little like journaling page, I was just like, I just don't like that this feels like something I can't control. Like there's this feeling of negativity that is not explained doesn't have a clear reason and also there's nothing I feel like I can do about it other than the journaling and then going to sleep and like that kind of thing and so it and then that anxiety builds right so I'm like this is an anxiety like there's nothing I can do to fix it and now I'm feeling worse and now it's like this like, cycle it's just not it wasn't fun it wasn't a good experience um But I would not have been able to come to this place of recognizing how I was feeling and working through it and eventually finding a way to be calm enough to rest instead of having ruminating thoughts keeping me up all night because that would have been me even like a year ago. I would have gotten like the worst night's sleep. I would have had a crappy day and I would have just continued on. Um, it like, it, that's, that was my, my life. So just even that like little bit although the journaling was hard, it didn't feel like it fixed anything. Um, essential oils, like maybe they helped me sleep. I don't know, but like it didn't nothing. None of of these things were cures, right? Like we are used to this cure culture where like take this pill and you'll feel better. And so like I did my things. And, like, still felt crappy. I was like, this is not fun. Um, but I think that's the first step, is connecting and trying to f- to feel your body and notice what's going on, rather than just, like, numbing with these boredom filler, um, these time fillers. And I'm not judging any of this entertainment and like it's all good uh, within reason of course but like these are all good tools like they're all tools that we use and so like my first tool was this and then that wasn't working and then I used this tool and then that wasn't working and then I used this one and that wasn't working and and so it, it is like you go try to go through your your list and try to Heal yourself as best as you can. And when all else fails, take a nap or go to sleep. Like there is something so unique about changing your brain just by sleeping. There's like literally brain chemistry changes. Um, and I will say I did this different. I rest is like a, I don't know if brand is the right name, but Richard Miller does um his own version of yoga nidra which is specifically geared for ptsd and trauma victims um and he just is really like amazing in his field he's had some really cool results um but i did one of his and it was like a 30 minute one on youtube so it was a different yoga ninja that i than i typically do and i will say i like I woke up, I fell asleep, oh, maybe midway through. Um, and then I woke up because I have to pee in the middle of the night every single night. It's very annoying. Um, but I woke up feeling, and I woke up feeling like, oh my gosh, like I feel rested. Like I, and it's only the middle of the night. Like I still have the rest of the night to sleep and I feel way better. So like magic stuff right there. <laughs> but, um, and then I did, and then I had this moment of, I woke up in the morning and I'd like, you know, kind of groggily go through my day, right? Like get, get all my things ready, drive to work. And then I had that moment that I knew I would have at work being like, oh, I'm here. This is easy. And I don't know why I was feeling anxious and stressed last night because this is fine. <laughs> I had three kids today instead of nine kids. Like it was, Easy peasy. So I knew that I would have the moment. And I had it. And there you go. Problem solved. I don't know what problem we're trying to solve. But that was my experience this week um, with finding stillness. And obviously it's not one that's going to fix you. Always, that's the bad news. But the good news is, is that you'll learn something about yourself. Like this is information, and maybe one day you'll get information in this way, and it's like really unclear and undefined, and and like not easy to like process. And then maybe the next time you're going to have like an epiphany sign aha moment where you're like, oh wow, like I was here in my stillness and this is what I received. So I guess my whole point is to encourage you that all the hard work that you're doing in your life to become a better person, to grow, to... Heal some of that ancestral trauma, your own trauma, and just really thrive as a human. Um, proud of you. I know it's hard, and because I'm doing it and I'm trying to do it and I'm failing at it and trying again, so I'm here with you, proud of you, and I know that if you persist that, you will eventually triumph. So, I think I will just leave you with that this week. Um, That was kind of my mindful moment spread into like a half-hour podcast. So, thank you so much for listening, Reach out to me once again. If you have any topics that you'd like me to discuss, look into, or um, any person that you'd like me to interview, I will do my best to see if I can get them. And also, if you have stories, I would love to share them. If you'd like to write in, um, I will definitely share your mindful stories or your mindful moments of the week on the podcast. So, lastly, I, um, also wanted to share with you some of the ideas that I have coming up. So keep your eye out for, um, these. I'm hoping to interview one of my friends about crystals. She's not a expert by any means. Well, I don't want to take away from her expertise, but she is, um, just a normal chick like you and me that, um, happens to use crystals in her house. And so, Um, I'm hoping to share that conversation with you guys before too long, um, just about how we use them and, um, what kind of benefits maybe you can receive from having crystals. And I also have a few people that, um, Teach at the yoga studio that I work at. I'm hoping to get their um, mindfulness stories or their their favorite mindfulness practices and how they came into yoga and this whole um, realm that we're existing in. So I'm hoping to get some of those on shortly. And also, I have um, a science based episode that I want to bring on for you guys. Um, I actually wrote a paper on mindfulness and like for psychology. So it's like the science-based um, results that have actually come from mindfulness. So I will do an episode on that. And also um, kind of branching out a little bit, talking about equine therapy. So bringing horses into therapy. And um, I have my own story to share with you guys about that in my childhood Um, so I look forward to bringing some of these stories to you guys as well. So anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you again for listening to me ramble on about this very unclear topic. Love you guys. Bye.